I'm back. So um, let me do a quick recap for those of you who are joining for the first time. <clears throat> I feel like I'm in church. Well, technically, in the spirit, I am. Um, so this is part two of the first episode. Let's start with prayer. Um, and I was explaining for season three, um, we're going deeper. I can't speak about things that are just surface level. Um, season one and season two was God set in the ground um, for the journey ahead. Um, so everything that I've said so far has been significant and I don't want to downplay anything. Um, so I'm blessed with everything that's being said, but it's now time to go deeper. Um, so starting this season with prayer, it's important to understand um, God's definition of prayer, understand that there's different types of prayer, understanding um, that prayer deepens our, our relationship with God, our faithfulness with God. Prayer helps us to have the insight into um, the heart of the Father, because before the fall, we had that automatic access in every way, shape and form. So. There was no need to pray because you had God directly and through the fall in this broken world when Christ came um, he broke through that 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 barrier he broke through that wall and we can speak and we can interact and and and, and um, have a relationship with God but that's through the blood of Jesus Christ and how do we do that through prayer um, so some of the things that I touched on um, in the first episode was um, connection with God, you know, um, different ways prayer can be used and, and, and how, um, yeah, different ways prayer can be used. Let's just say that, let me not complicate it. So um, it can be a connection with God, we can use prayer as a weapon, we can use prayer as um, praise. So for this episode, these are the things I spoke about for the first episode. I also spoke about um, just briefly um, how you can use your Bible to connect with God in different types of prayer. Um, don't neglect the pages, the colorful pages at the back of your Bible. They're very, very important um, and they can help you navigate the Bible easier. Um, not a sponsor, but for me, I enjoy the Bible that I have and mine is by the organization Philemon and um, in my Bible with the Psalms, it's broken down into different types of, um, if you want to say, um, categories. And there are categories of praise, categories of lamentation, categories of um, um, who God is, the character of God. There's categories of asking God to fight and give justification, um, you know, to, to fight for us. Um, yeah. I'm making it complicated, but let me just, let me just stop. Um, let me just be myself. Um, yeah, so that is what I said in the first episode, basically. So for this episode, um, I just literally started my sentence for the first episode on guidance. So I'm gonna go through fully um, how you can use prayer as guidance. Okay. Um, guidance guidance this is a heavy one it's a heavy one because so many people want to know where to go 
how to go, who they should go with, who, sh who they should leave behind. Where is this place you're talking about, Ronnie? This is the place of life. These are decisions, these are connections, these are promotions, these are demotions, these are wilderness, this is promises. Um, we need guidance in all of these areas. And um, a lot of people are aimlessly walking through life. Um, this is something I want you to really take heed of. Um, and I just want to briefly explain one of the reasons I believe that at a young age, God has given me such a passion for prayer. Um, and he started me on a journey of prayer in my teenage years. And it, it I didn't realize it then, if you hear any clitter and clatter and pang pang is because I live in my builds in my rooms next to the kitchen, someone's in the kitchen. It's that time of day. So please just be able to filter <laughs> the noise. Um, but yeah, so for me, I want you to really understand um, why I'm passionate about prayer. You know, um, but not really necessarily don't let my passion be the focus but just listen to my story okay um so i come from a household and i have to just be honest where religion religious habits thought processes teachings is how i was raised i didn't realize that until I genuinely started developing a relationship with God. And then it was like, in my house, it was like World War II broke out. Um, because as anyone can see, when we look at the life of the Pharisees, when you're doing everything like them, you're speaking like them, you're dressing like them, it's okay, it's cool. But the moment you start having a genuine relationship with Christ, with God, they want to stone you let's just say that they want to condemn you they want to look at your faults and failures because it's like we've been doing things this way all these years now you're doing it this way and then obviously i was young as well um who do you think you are um but also as well what kind of gospel do you have and um, unfortunately with people who have grown up in religious households like myself, you will understand that, yes, you was introduced to Christ. Yes, you may have grown up in church. But that does not mean you have a true relationship with God until you have a true relationship with God. And now that I do have that, I can definitely see how I grew up was nothing to God's heart for me, for um my community of faith, believing brothers and sisters for the world, I can definitely say now, I truly see God in the essence of how I'm meant to see him. So with that set, that scene set in your mind, um, prayer helped me to be able to embark upon the journey of sanctification. It helped me to embark upon this journey of being refined. 
for those of you who may not understand the fullness of sanctification. Let me just keep it in Ronnie language and become a better person. Get healed from certain traumas and pains of childhood, teenagehood, um, and learn to grow more in certain areas. Prayer helped me to see that certain things that I was being taught in my household wasn't God's heart for me. And it was gonna lead me down a religious destructive path. And even though at the time it may look okay, better than you know the liberal side because unfortunately a lot of politics has I was gonna say crept in but practically broken down the door of a lot of Christian households and um, for a lot of people it's not about having a relationship with Christ it's are you liberal or are you conservative are you pro-abortion or not pro-abortion um, and a lot of people raise their children unfortunately from that standpoint not realizing that liberals and conservatives will not enter the kingdom of heaven and liberals and conservatives will enter the kingdom of heaven liberals and conservatives do evil acts liberals and conservatives do righteous acts and a lot of people will say no that's not true because they believe in abortion and they believe um in in um lgbtq um plus they believe in 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 you know this this loose freedom of speech and unfortunately a lot of christian homes i can't say all because i've met some awesome parents some awesome people that are raising their children in the right way um but there's a fair amount of christian homes that are raising their children in what they don't realize to be political conservative or liberal because some people go to the extreme but I, i'm just talking about my background anyway my background was extremely conservative um they're raising their children in that mindset now you know um in my household for example there was no heavy emphasis upon voting and i want i want to say this to show you that you don't have to be drilled into you about voting to still be raised in a conservative household but what i realized through prayer is that god did not care whether the flag was colorful or black and white what he cared about was my relationship with him. And when all the noise, when all the confusion were separated from me through prayer, I realized that there are awesome people who have liberal mind, a, a mindset or you know whatever you want to call it, habits, thought patterns. There are awesome people who have you know the same thing on the conservative side. And what God showed me, it's not about the sides, it's about his heart for me. Um, because it's, you you know, I can look equally um, at people who are on liberal, the liberal side or conservative side, and they are people I do not want to do life with. Um, let's just say that. Um, but what God was showing me, what what was important was his heart. And the reason why I could have relationships in terms of friendships with people on any one of the sides 
um, was because of their heart to God, their relationship to God. So yes, we may differ on certain things. We may be different skin tones. He may be male, I may be female, but it's not about that. It's about, again, our relationship with God. Um, so when God called me to start a journey of prayer, um, as a teenager, a lot of things that I was, I was confused about, even though I didn't see certain steps, certain points in that journey, I feel like the pathway was now being cleared for me to embark upon that. Um, and with guidance, it's such a crucial part of our life because God makes it very clear, you can be in a genuine relationship with Christ. And if the company you keep are the people who are opposite to God's heart for you, like they don't want the things of God for you. They, they, they don't understand they may not, it's not that they don't want it, but they don't understand. There is some people who don't want it, but they don't understand. And the way they live their life affects you because God makes it very clear. In this world, there's so, there's so many factors in being a Christian that people don't understand. It's not black and white. There's just so many things to say and discuss. But what can affect your Christian walk, whether it is intentional, purposeful, um, one of the things is the people you have around you um, and if you have people who are not looking to have an intentional relationship with God in your inner circle um, it's going to really affect your life and it will affect your faith um, I say inner circle and I, I learned about the, the different categories you should put people in through learning about boundaries and friendships and connections and intimacy i mentioned this book um in the recommended book so check it out because a lot of people can get overwhelmed and be like okay who's an acquaintance who's for me who should be in this part of the circle and at first it may feel overwhelming but when you learn it and the holy spirit starts to um just so those seeds of, of how you should do life with people, it becomes easier. So you know that if there is somebody, for example, who's not a Christian, um, and there is certain, let's just say they struggle with alcoholism, um, and it's something you haven't struggled with, but it's something they struggle with, you will know through, excuse me, prayer with the Holy Spirit, which is the guidance, um of where to place that person in your life and depending on if that's a person for you to help disciple or a person for you for you to learn from because not because they struggle with alcoholism means you shouldn't do life with them and i don't want it to not be complicated but i want to make this detail so you can understand why it's important to pray and ask for guidance because the holy spirit will show you where to place that person in your life you may not struggle with alcoholism, for example, now, but you may encounter a, a stressful season in your life to come. And even though it may be two years down the road, this person will still in two years time struggle with alcoholism. And it's not for you to condemn them or say, hey, you're not worthy to be around me. But let me call, <laughs> let me say this um, and make it as simple as I can. 
um, this is not about condemning people and this is not about um, saying that people because we all struggle with stuff even I do this is not saying that your circle should be perfect but God knows the seasons of your life where you are going what you will do and there are certain people you cannot have in certain seasons of your life there are certain people who will re-enter seasons of your life when certain lessons you have learned has been rooted within you by the Holy Spirit meaning that the Holy Spirit, knowing that two years time, you'll encounter a stressful situation, being around that person and that person, for example, being in the inner circle of your life. Um, this is a person who helps feed you, a person who you receive from, because um, I don't want to make it complicated, but it will be great to do an episode in, in the future because you have to understand that not everybody in your life do you receive from um some people are just for you to sow into some people you shouldn't actually sow into them because you're not on that level but they should sow into you and some people should be in your life as you being an example because you can't receive nor can you sow into them um, because they haven't started a particular journey um the journey being becoming a christian or the journey being certain lessons they need to learn in their life so all they need to do right now is look at you so yeah that will be another episode but the holy spirit knowing that this person can't be in the inner circle of your life because this struggle that they have it will affect you and even though this person may not be flashing a bottle in your face again i've mentioned in the first part of this podcast an um, episode um that we live in a world, we live in the physical realm, but the spiritual realm is where everything starts, it's the origins. So even though you may not see something coming, it's already ahead of you because in the spiritual realm, it's already done. That's why the Bible says what is done on earth, it's already done in heaven because it starts in the spiritual realm. So even though this person may not be flashing a bottle in your face, they may not talk about alcohol, but just being around them, that is opening up your spirit in that season, two years down the road, for you to be influenced to all of a sudden start drinking. And this is where a lot of people don't understand how things happen. People say bad luck or people say, man, what's going on? But the reason why I'm able to explain this to you in detail is because these are the lessons that the Holy Spirit's been showing me. So when I exit from a friendship, that person may not understand, but I have been shown something, whether through a dream or through a revelation of um, a healing of a particular area in my life. I understand that when this person entered, let's just say self-worth, I didn't understand a particular area of self-worth in my life. So when they entered, they entered in that time. But now that I know certain things about self-worth, if I was to go back, I would have never been friends with them in the first place because I know that we just won't see eye to eye or certain things that they see about themselves is not conducive for my growth. So that's where, again, you pray and you ask the Holy Spirit guidance of how to go about things. Um, 
because you don't know things that you know the example I've given is something that um people also as well forget is that because the intentionality of God is for you to grow until the day you die it means that certain jobs it means that certain fashion styles it means that certain languages it means a certain friendship certain connections have to be removed from your life because you are now a different person the scripture that speaks about milk and meat let me read it hey the spirit is on me <laughs> um so where is it now it's hebrews 5 um Hebrews 5, and I'm going to read from the sentence. So it's verse 12, um, but I'm going to read from the sentence um, that starts with the word you. I'm not going to read all of it. Um, so it says, you are like babes who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant. I want you to take key note of that. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between wrong and right. Um, let me put that down. So what I'm saying is this, when you are in prayer with the Holy Spirit, he will strengthen you and you will be able to see wrong from right and that comes through growth so when you're moving into different areas of your life and you now know that a friendship or a job or a place that you live in it's time to move it's that guidance and that guidance comes from the holy spirit maturing you um for me i could do a whole episode on guidance actually um but it's an important thing because it's your life it's your life like how how else can i say it like i it's only recently that i have become bold and I, there's so much growth that i need to to go through anyway um to come but i thank god for what he's done so far it's only recently i've become bold and in being intentional about friendships and in being intentional about what I receive from people and learning to say yes and no because sometimes I think through for me I know just from again the traumas that I've come from um one of the things that was sown very heavily into me was shame and guilt and I would allow people to feed me things that sh I shouldn't have been fed with I would have taken certain jobs that I shouldn't have taken, you know, um, done too many shifts that I shouldn't have done, um, gone to events and places I shouldn't have gone. It's only recently that I've been able to stand up in the boldness of understanding that Ronnie, like, <laughs> I don't want to use a cuss word, you know, because sometimes you feel like it gives emphasis. Let me let me mature. This is something God's refining within me. This is something you will know. You know, I'm not going to say I'm perfect. Um, but let me give an, an example or break it down. Um, it's through this I've become bold and to 
to, to basically say no. It doesn't matter if someone's family has been a blessing to me. If it's time to move on, pack up your bags and go on and move on. <laughs> that's, that's the only way I can say it is pack up your bags and go on and move on. If it's time for the Holy Spirit to put within you to speak the truth about things you went through, speak on, open up your mouth and speak. If it's time for you to move, relocate, you move, you pack up your bag, damn, and move. I want you to understand. I really want you to grasp. This is your life. This is your, you only get one life. And I know for me, like, I feel like I'm even speaking this more for me. I know for myself, because of the shame and guilt that was sown within me, there was so much I allowed to take place that should have never taken place. I don't care if you're a pastor, if you're not meant to be in my life or speaking to speaking to my life, I need to I need to walk away. I don't care if you're my mother, if there are things you are doing that is destructive to my destiny. I need to be able to say, you know what, we need to have limited communication or we need to have no communication or when I leave the home, start a new life, there needs to be boundaries set. I don't care the pain you went through to bring me in this world because the pain you went through will never amount to the pain I will go through in not being obedient to the Holy Spirit. I don't care how many people fought for certain things and they fought and fought politically. I don't care the lives sacrificed. I don't care because if I am not meant to adopt a certain principle racially, if I'm not meant to adopt a certain principle being a woman of God, I can't adopt that principle. I don't care. And you've got to become bold. And the only way this happens is through the prayer. Is through the prayer. Through the prayer, you're able to understand you get one life. There's no do-overs. When we look at the rich man, um, the story of the rich man, um, you know what? Let me go and read it. Let me read it. Let me read it for you now. So this is the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. This is not the same Lazarus that Jesus brought from the dead. This is a different Lazarus. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> let me clear my throat if I'm about to read. Um, um, there was a certain rich man. Oh, God, forgive me. Ah, you're probably saying, Ronnie, slow down. What's the scripture? Um, so the scripture is Luke, sorry, I'm just, <laughs> my Bible, Luke 16, um, verse 19 to 31. So Luke 16, verse 19 to 31. Let me go, are you ready? Are you there? Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, Jesus said there was a certain rich man who was splendid. <laughs> oh God, 
I'm laughing because the word's gonna sound funny when I say it, but let me just say it. Um, splendidly, again, it's the Caribbean accent, so I was gonna add some twang to it, but hey, let me keep going. Let me start again. Ronnie, serious, serious, come on. Jesus said there was a certain rich man who splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen, who lived each day in luxury. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, who was covered with long, lo, not covered long, covered with sores. Where did I see the word long? Um, as Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick his open sores. Finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and was buried, and he went to the place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I am in anguish in these flames. But Abraham said to him, son, remember that during your lifetime, you had everything you wanted and Lazarus had nothing. So now he is here being comforted and you are in anguish. And besides, there is a great chasm separating us. No one, no one can cross over to you from here and no one can cross over to us from there. Then the rich man said, please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home. For I have five brothers and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. But Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, no, Father Abraham, but if someone is sent to them from the dead, then they will repent of their sins and turn to God. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. Now, my intention of um, reading that parable is this. For me, what I get from it, and you can use the parable for different things, but um, what I get from it in, in regard to this podcast and, and guidance is this. You have one life to live. There are no do-overs. So even if someone cries, even if you're told how loved you are, how amazing you are, even if the money was sweet, Mm, sweet even if the area you lived in all your neighbors knew you it was friendly it was amazing even if this is what's being done by your parents parents their parents parents their parents 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 if that is not what the holy spirit is guiding you to do guiding you to be with guiding you to go guiding you to have guiding you to receive you are putting yourself in a position to limit your life for the fullness of what the Holy Spirit 
intense for you. And if that's your choice and you do that, okay. If you want to listen to people because they have a position and you feel like, yeah, but I don't want people to slander me or I'm a bit scared because I don't know if I have connections. But the Holy Spirit has said, no, separate, go to a new church or go to a new organization. If you want to stay in a relationship because you feel like you, you can help change the person. <laughs> don't even start me on that. You feel like you can help change the person. But the Holy Spirit hasn't showed you whether or not they're going to change. But he said, separate. Separate, break up with this person. If you feel like you want to continue just ignoring the Holy Spirit, one foot in the world, one foot in the church, I'll come to you every now and again. Okay. If you feel like you can't be obedient in the new life the Holy Spirit has for you, and this is the way your parents have done it. This is what they've said. This is the things they expect, the degree that they already saw you taking before you became a Christian. Okay. If that's what you want to do, okay. But this is what you need to know. There are no do-overs. You need to know that God will respect your decision but that decision comes at a cost, it comes at a price. If God could send his son to pay the price for the spiritual change that took place in the Garden of Eden, for all the things that we should not have known being unleashed, for the change in how we saw ourselves, if Christ had to die, you also have to die, my love. Don't think that you will not allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in your life and think it will come easy. It comes at a price and that price is your life. And that story there, I think it was three times the rich man called out to Abraham. He could have called out another three million times and it wouldn't have changed. He had the life that he had. He lived the life that he chose to live. And when it was done, it was done. When it was done, it was done. And I remember like when the Holy Spirit would really show me these things and I would feel like, God, this is a bit scary. It's because the Holy Spirit was showing me the reality of what would take place. So many people want to go their own way. And I'm saying this because I was that person. Like, I'm not trying to say this to condemn you. <laughs> I'm saying this because I had to learn. So many people want to go their own way and think it's okay. All right. But your disobedience comes at a price. It comes at a price. Your lack of guidance from the Holy Spirit comes at a price. That's the truth. Um, so yeah, I think I want to do an episode on this because I could go on, jeez. Um, but 
The only thing I can say to finish off with this point of guidance is this. Sometimes your feelings will not align to what the Holy Spirit has called of you. But it all will be worth it. And that's just not when you get to heaven, but even in this lifetime. Because I'm seeing the fruits of that in my life. And some moments, I have been cussing and cussing. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. God, I don't want to effing do this. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm being refined by the hour. Um, but even with all the cussing and even all the crying and even all the stomping and throwing things around in my room. Oh, I've, I've had times like that. Even all those type of stuff. When I've come in the presence of the Holy Spirit, I've calmed down. And the calming down, I want to say this, may not happen on Tuesday. It may take from Tuesday to the next Tuesday. But ultimately, it's not the time frame. It's me coming to the Holy Spirit and being obedient in the will that he has for my life. And getting back up again. And yes, living through it. After I've let everything out, it may take a good six months before I'm able to be like, yeah, you know what, you were right. You were right, God. It may take three years, darling. It may take three years. But you will see at some point in your life that the guidance of the Holy Spirit is always the best way for your life. Um, so, yeah, I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about it um, because... Another episode, yeah, let me not, let me not, oh jeez, you know when the spirit is moving, hey, the Holy Spirit is just feeding, but let me keep going, because um, me, listen, I'm being blessed myself, listen, if nobody hears this, <laughs> me, I'll listen to it over again, I'm blessed, um, alright, the next point is protection, um, there is so much that you can't see that takes place in this world, um, the prime example is just sleeping at night. Um, you know, you hear of these stories of just different things happening to people, whether they start breathing at night, whether the gas was on, the roof caved in, they were kidnapped, all these different things. Um, but not just sleeping, but protection of your marriage protection of your mind, protection of your children, protection of the company of the church, because what we sometimes forget is the things that God allows us to go through is only a fraction of what the enemy intends for us, like intends to harm us. And the reason why he allows us to go through this fraction, let's call it the 1%, the half percent, let's say half, the half percent we go through is because God knows that it will refine us. Um, he doesn't, I don't believe God inflicts pain personally, but I believe he allows pain to be inflicted to refine us, to draw us closer to him, to help us, to help other people. Um, but there is so much that God does not intend for us to go through. And I know for myself, as I said, I was uh, violated as a child sexually when I was younger I remember thinking if this could happen um what's the point and I believe that God knew it was gonna happen but he's using my testimony to be a blessing to other people um and for some of you who may just get a bit triggered and think what the heck what do you mean God's gonna 
you know, use your story. I get it. I get it. Because sometimes I'll be like, I don't want to hear of somebody getting raped, God, for you to tell me it's going to be a blessing to someone. Because um, this is where the cussing would have come in, you know. Um, but that's what I would have said. But now where I am in the maturity, because you will get to that place, keep being faithful and you will get to that place. I can say wholeheartedly, God has used my life to be a blessing to other people. Um, but I can also say there are things that God did not want me to go through. So therefore, he calls me to be in his presence to pray for protection. I'm telling you, the amount of dreams that I have had, um, and I've literally been woken up in the middle of the night to start praying. God, only God knows what would have happened. Only God knows what would have happened. Um, and it is only by his grace that I don't know, and I'm happy I don't know what would have happened. But I have heard different things that's taken place. Um, even when I've looked at stories, documentaries of world catastrophic events that's taken place. And some people were not there only because that morning or that season of their life, God was just saying, cancel your plans. Deny the opportunity. Um, move house. And when that physical catastrophic event has happened it's only then they were able to say god thank you so much for denying me that promotion um and that comes through prayer that comes through prayer when you pray for protection there's so much that you don't see that god is protecting you from i'm telling you this like it's not just that like i remember there was a period of time as a teenager when i was working i was in sixth form um, it wasn't too far from my house, the workplace, but it was far enough where the walk would have taken me 10 minutes to get home. Maybe 10, 10 to, 10 to, 10 to 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Yeah, let me say 10 to 15 minutes. Um, that's normal pace anyway. Um, and late at night, 10 to 15 minutes as a female, um, it makes a difference, let's just say that. Um, but not once did anything happen to me on my journey um, going home. Um, there were times when my dad also came and picked me up, but times where he couldn't. I would take the bus anyway. I would take the bus. Um, that's why I tried to make sure I got certain shifts, but I would take the bus and I would um, go home. So I wouldn't walk all the way for the 10 to 15 minutes, but I would take the bus and go home. But anything could have happened on that journey. Um, that was one time, like that was that season. There was another season where, so that was in the night where my shifts were in the night. There was another season where my shifts were in the morning. Um, so I had to get up, I think I had to maybe be on the bus between that I was like six, five and six in the morning. Um, I was a cleaner. At that time in my life um yeah I was a cleaner um and I would have to get up early to go and clean um and anything could have happened um anything could have happened and it's only by God's grace um that I was safe and secure because some mornings I thank God my brother would walk with me to the bus stop um but still 
that's from me to the bus stop then obviously from myself to the bus stop i mean to the next bus stop so going to town i would still have to walk to the workplace anything could have happened along anywhere in the journey and anything could have happened to me or him you know um but to be working and those dark hours and to be safe and secure another season where i had another job and um i would be working late um and taking the bus you know god would have like there was a season where god provided me with someone who would get on the journey most of the journey with me and come off um and there's just so much that we don't see and don't know is what i'm trying to say um even sicknesses things that would have happened injuries there's just so much and i know because there's only so much we see i know sometimes um we may feel like yeah but i went through this and i went through that the best way i can say is this that half percent you can't stop it happening do i want to go through that half percent myself <laughs> no thank you but what i do know that what i do go through everything will be used for the glory of god and for the honor of my name on this on this earth um but there is so much that i don't need to go through is what i'm saying so protection is so important protection also as well as these are things that i spoke about physically but let me go um on another area protection mentally there's so much rubbish out there you know um this verse that race this verse that gender there's so much about who do you stand for who will you vote for there's so much about where do you invest your money how do you invest your money and we can get so overwhelmed there's so many people you know develop anxiety you know that attachment of fear to their souls and they don't even understand it's because of the overwhelmingness and you need protection of your mind you need protection to know that not because you may see that there was a certain body shape skin tone hair type wherever you are in the world that may seem like it's the in thing right now remember that the protection of the holy spirit guards you and helps you to know that you will always be into god like there's no and that I don't even want to get started on that but the lies that's been spoken against your physical image um you may feel scared and you may feel like okay well I don't know maybe I need to change but God will protect your mind and help you to know that it doesn't matter what the media says you are valuable to him um next point um yeah let me drink some water so um i'm seeing a part three yeah pr prayer is such a deep topic so um i'll do that yeah i think i'll do that um so the point is inherited blessings oh my gosh what do i say many things <laughs> i've mentioned in the first episode i'm a big believer in legacy and some of the things that the holy spirit has called you know called me to draw into him to sacrifice to change to change habits 
to for my mindset to be renewed sometimes i haven't wanted to do it for me the truth is sometimes i've wanted to do it for my children's children and my community um and i believe also as well there were thoughts behind feeling unworthy but because the holy spirit god is such a good god um he still answered the prayer still sold the things that he wanted to give to me but also helped me with that so now i know that i can pray for other people and my children's children um but i'm also worthy to receive that whatever the blessing is inherited blessing is something that i want you to not just see as oh maybe because she's a woman and she wants to become a mum why she thinks this way man woman young old i want you to understand inherited blessing is one of the greatest things you can do um especially for the people around you can you imagine someone who let's just say in their 50s and they have lived the life um in their 20s and their 30s and they know the partying culture they know the culture that people you know they call it regular reckless and they know they know what it is to just be doing things that wasn't good for them and to have a 30 minute conversation with them um and for them to pray for me whether or not you understand it this is how the spiritual realm works so let me explain it the best way i can the bible says that some lessons we go through this is not a particular verse it's just me summarizing um some lessons we go through it will not be for us to go through but for us to glean wisdom from other people meaning that through the wisdom passed on given from other people to you you don't actually have to go through that trial to learn the lessons you're already learning the lessons through that prayer of inherited blessing let's go back to the example of that person in their 50s let's use myself ronnie has been prayed for by this person and what this person learned in their 20s and their 30s all these years has helped me to learn the same thing without going through it is what i'm saying and it means that i don't have to while out or i don't have to be reckless to understand the effects of it to understand the benefits of even though it may seem boring or uncool or cliche um it's still so important for me to be obedient in how i live my life for christ inherited blessings are so important that i need to make a part 3 because my time is going on so i shall make a part 3 see you in the next episode we should do this again well you know where to find me Oh, 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 oh